First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 402 of the Professional Book Nerds podcast presented by Overdrive. This is Jill. Hello, Adam. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good. We're in the middle of our of our week of recording. Yeah, we are. Um, and it's very, it's finally like wintry here. And it's like a gross wintry where it's yeah. like spitting snow. It's like a... It's like a snow cone outside. That's why I don't like winter. <laughs> I like winter up until, like, I don't even mind it in January. I don't like winter in February when it's somehow, like, negative 10 and it's just all I want is spring. But. I will allow it to start snowing on Christmas Eve afternoon, but by Janu- by December 26th, <laughs> it should all be gone. Are you, are, you in my, are you and my father in some support group about this? <laughs> like the exact thing he says every year. Um Around here, it's going to be like 40 degrees on winter, so. You mean on Christmas? Yep. Jesus. It is in winter. Um, yeah. Anyway, that's apropos of nothing. So today, we talked about audiobooks. Yeah, we did. Uh, we brought Robin in from Audiophile Magazine and talked all about their favorite audiobooks of the year, and we interjected a few. I'm thinking about the fact that some of our favorite audiobooks are also in our favorite book. They are indeed. Lists that you guys yep. will hear next week. Um, but yeah, we we did this last year and it was super popular and makes sense. We listen to a lot of audiobooks. So um, she did like a cool, it was like categories that she broke it into like um, ensemble cast. I think so. And all sorts of things, which is pretty cool. I liked how she did it. So yeah. Uh, if people want to get a hold of us, how can they do that? Go to our website, professionalbooknerds.com. We are on Twitter and Instagram at ProBookNerds, and you can email us at professionalbooknerds at overdrive.com. Yes, you can. Um, definitely email us in your 2019 Professional Book Nerds reading challenges if you are completing those. Uh, you got a couple more weeks to send those in to us, and we will pick a winner at uh, the beginning of 2020. And uh, we'll send you a device courtesy of Overdrive. And next week, we will be sharing with you all of our 2020 reading challenges. Just for a little fun fact for you guys, as we're recording this, we're going to be recording that right next. So I'm excited to share that with you. Uh, Anything else you think people should know about? No. Okay. All right. Well, I will let you guys get to today's episode all about the best audiobooks of 2019 on the Professional Book Nerds podcast hey everybody it's adam and jill and we are at the end of the year which means we get to do a whole (laughs) bunch of best of lists and we're gonna do something that we did last year in December that was really, really popular. Um, ended up being one of our most listened to episodes of the year, and so we're excited to do it again. Uh, we have Robin Witten from Audiophile Magazine who is joining us, and we are going to dive into what she would consider uh, some of the best audiobooks of 2019. Uh, so first off, Robin, thank you for joining us today. 
lovely to be talking with you again. <laughs> and um, before we kind of jump into a whole bunch of awesome audiobook recommendations from this year, uh, just so people have a little bit of reference of you know why we're calling on you to help us out with the best of, do you want to kind of give people a little bit of a background about what you do at Audiophile Magazine and also your guys' awesome podcast that you do? Sure. So Audiophile Magazine um, reviews and recommends audiobooks. That we are all about the audiobooks uh, and just trying to find um, the best listening, uh, recommending them with reviews. We have about uh, um, 100, almost 100 reviewers all across the country um, who work on uh, reviewing as many audiobooks as we can during the year, which in this past year has been almost 2,500 oh audiobooks wow. that we've reviewed. Um, and um, we particularly focus on the audio experience, the, you know, what is unique about listening to a specific book um, and, and what um, uh, someone might expect from that experience. Uh, so that's a little different. We love our narrators. We always want to um, make sure that we talk about what they do in the reviews uh, because we feel that the audio book narrators are the ones who make the magic uh, for listeners. And uh, it's uh, so in in general, we're all about reviews. And in uh, on a daily basis, we have a podcast called Behind the Mic with Audiophile Magazine. And in each episode of just four minutes, <laughs> we recommend and talk about one audiobook. So you can get your little dose of what should I listen to today <laughs> from our podcast. And you guys kind of, if I remember correctly, you sort of plan those out like, for a full week at a time, right? Do you have like a specific person that comes on? Is it by genre or sort of how do you put right. as two people who s struggle with a content calendar? Yeah, really. How do you <laughs> yes. lay yours out? Well, you understand how you have to feed the beast in order to. <laughs> but we we have very short podcasts, which is a little bit that's kind of helpful. But we have our consistent host is Joe Reed, and um, each week one audiophile editor um, is the guest, essentially, uh, with Joe, and the the two of us uh, will. Um, just talk about a specific title, and each of us, um, myself, Michelle Cobb, Emily Connolly, and Jonathan Smith, we each prepare five books to talk about each week, and um, we can sort of pick whatever we like. So I'm a mystery fan, so I often have a few mystery titles in my week. Um, Emily loves uh, fantasy as well as she's got a young family, so she's really attuned into family listening. She often includes those in her week. So it's, it's, it's quite personal, uh, but we're always talking about things that have already been reviewed and recommended, and then we just amplify that mm -hmm. on the podcast. And just so people are clear, if they tune in for the first time to your podcast in the next you know week or so we're recording this at the beginning of december i think it's going to go out uh in about a week or so but if people listen to your first two weeks of december podcast they're going to get a little bit of a different experience correct 
Right, because right now we're in the midst of this best audiobooks of the year, and we actually have very special guests on the podcast. Um, they are narrators whose titles were chosen for Among the Best of the Year, and um, so we're asking them about the audiobook that they narrated, what they remember, what was special about it, what was their personal connection. So we have uh, some very uh, wonderful and and uh, unique podcasts for the next two weeks. That's so awesome. That's, I know. I, I love, love it. That. Yeah. I, love it. Plus, you can, you can guarantee you're going to get some good audio because that's exactly what they do for a living. Oh, that's so wonderful. <laughs> right. And just to tempt you, I just have to say <laughs> that we, we talked to Jason Culp. We talked to George Newbern, Rupert Degas. Mara Quirk, there are nine of them, so yeah. have to tune, everyone has to tune in to see who we've been talking to. Yeah, I was going to say, don't give away everything. Yeah, make, really. make sure no, go, no. go subscribe. Um, okay, well, I feel like let's just, let's get, let's into, get into it. it yeah, yeah let's, I, this is what people come here for is the, the recommendations. So um, we were telling before we started recording, we'll let you kind of go through your list here and then we'll just sort of pepper in some of our own recommendations and any of our own thoughts uh, if we have any on... Uh, on some of these books. So I will let you just kind of kick us off. It, the, the floor is yours, Robin. Okay, well, just to set this up, we have uh, nine categories in the best of the year. And in each category, there are um, five or six um, titles that we've selected. Um, and with each of ours, if you go on to the audiobook, uh, the audio, best audiobooks, website pages, which are at audiophilemagazine.com, you can look at the, a specific category and listen to clips um, as well for each one. So I will start off with um, what comes up first for most people, which is the fiction, poetry, and drama category. And we, I'd love to talk a little bit about Emma Donahue's Akin, mm -hmm. which was read by Jason Culp. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> well, it's it's interesting to me because, um, you know, many people really uh, anticipated Donahue's new title. She's the author of Room. And, um, and, but to me, what Jason Culp is able to do is absolutely take this title off the page into our heads to travel with um, a elderly retired professor and his I think, 11-year-old nephew uh, to France in a quite a unique um, trip that they take, which is not only a trip uh, to France, but also with each other and learning about each other. And there's a lot of dialogue. So you have mm -hmm. a 70-something professor from New York and this essentially a street kid. Jason Culp is amazing. I mean, he just nails the attitude <laughs> of, of, of the kid as well as the sort of incredulity um, and, and, you know, exasperation at that the professor Noah has. It's, it's great. And I think it comes across as an audio book um, in such a vibrant way. And so that's definitely on our list. That's got to be one of the biggest challenges as a single narrator is is handling those multiple characters, especially if they are 
so very different from each other. Right, and the, the you know the the skill that it takes switching back and forth, amazing. <laughs> That's actually, I spoke with, I don't even remember who it was at this point. We talked to so many people this year, but I, I literally asked someone when they're, when they're doing so many different characters, like forgetting, forget the fact that they are able to create these unique voices in, in their brain and, you know, forget that they can do it once. Like they're able to call it back every mm-hmm. single time and hit that mark. Like I'm just constantly blown away by that. That's amazing. It is, and and you know that is that is truly the mark of an exceptional narrator when you can you hear that, and you know in a conversation uh, of three or four characters, it's so clear who's speaking, and that that just continues through you know hours of of uh, an audiobook. Yeah, that's it's like having it's like it's like that movie Split, but mm-hmm. in just audio. Yeah. It's amazing. All right, so what's so, what's your next one here? So next one here is for something totally different. <laughs> it is a collection of short stories by Joe Hill called Full Throttle. Now this, uh, Joe Hill gets a lot of help here from an entire ensemble of narrators. I think there may be 11 stories and there are at least 11 narrators. Um, but what narrators? We have Neil Gaiman, who reads one of the stories. Uh, we have George Goodell, Stephen Lang, Will Wheaton, and Kate Mulgrew. They each read, you know, one of uh, Joe Hill's stories, which I have to say um, are definitely going to keep you up at night. <laughs> well, it's a family thing. He's Stephen King's son, so. <laughs> well, it is. It is. So, and it's it's really, um, Joe Hill reads one of the stories, but he also gives a really lovely tribute to his parents, Stephen and Tabitha King, in the very beginning. Um, you know, it's, oftentimes you hear there's a, an introduction from an author, but I was just blown away by this really lovely tribute about how he learned to love stories, to love listening, and he gives, you know, such a nice um, uh, tribute to his parents. I think one of my favorite things about Joe Hill that I love is, like, he didn't use the Stephen King name to find his own path, but if you look at him... There's, it's never been more obvious that Stephen King is, he looks so much like him. Like, I appreciate him, like, being like, no, I'm my own person, but he is basically a clone of younger Stephen King. It's amazing. <laughs> well, and if you, um, and if you listen to these stories, I think there's, the similarities are, are even more apparent. Um, they're real, it's really great. And it's, you know, it's a very fresh voice. It's a different voice. And, you know, you have this amazing ensemble of narrators. I was just going to say one other narrator that's in here is Zachary Kinto. And if people are a fan of the, the TV show Nosferatu, which was based on the Joe Hill book, they mm. I, that was a nice little piece of work by Joe Hill to, to rec- recognize the talent he had around him yeah. in the show and asking him to yeah. do a, a story as well. So kudos to him. Yeah, but also great. Neil Gaiman. Yeah, also Neil Gaiman. Yeah, I know. Anytime like Neil Gaiman's name is just thrown around as a narrator, I'm like, I know. that's amazing. On like, books other than his own. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um. Well, it, interesting. I have to say, well, I don't know. Everyone will have a favorite story, um, but uh, there is one that, that really stood out for me, and, it, and Will Wheaton 
was uh, the narrator. Um, and it was, it's, uh, it's maybe not as uh, gruesome as some <laughs> of the others. I guess I'm a wimp, but anyway, it, there's there's a lot a lot of great uh, fantasy, sci-fi, and horror right through the whole thing. <laughs> well, and I will say, Will Wheaton. I mean, he's won countless Audis. Like he is one of the so good. Yeah, the like names when it comes to narrating for sure. So. Yeah. So we, we're just going to mix it up here, Adam, <laughs> as we as we go along, because now I'm going to switch to serious uh, history. Sure. Uh, so um, in that our history category, um, we have Rick Atkinson's uh, new title, The British Are Coming, uh, which is, you know, very much American history, um, and but with narrator George Newbern, uh, it is a great listen, and I think this also makes a terrific a gift for the holidays for all those, you know, history buffs um, on your holiday list that you can't think, oh, what are they going, what can I do, what can I get for them? Um, this is a good, a very good choice. Um, I think George Newbern, you know, doesn't uh, give a, what I call a big performance, mm-hmm. but he absolutely, you know, makes it lively, uh, keeps, uh, keeps your interest as a listener. I will say I don't listen to a ton of history books, but along those same lines, speaking of the British are coming, kind of in that same vein, um, we had Brad Meltzer on earlier. This, I think I had Brad on actually twice this year now that I'm thinking about it. But um, one of the books he, one of his more recent books was The First Conspiracy. And it's mm-hmm. all about the, there was a secret plot to murder uh, George Washington um, and it was a huge conspiracy. And the audiobook is done by Scott Brick, which is another one of those, like, just names and narration that is very, very well known. So if people are, if they, you know, take your suggestion and, and listen to The British Are Coming by Rick Atkinson and want more of that kind of same time frame, The First Conspiracy by Brad Meltzer is another right up that alley. Oh, and yeah. it, it is read, like, um, it's both read and written like a thriller, um, but mm-hmm. it's it's true life stuff, so really really good stuff there. Well, you know, it does satisfy uh, both the serious history buff as well as uh, you know the listener who's you know maybe not convinced that they read a lot of history <laughs> because the narrators do such a good job. Mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah, it's true. It's a good way of putting it. All right, the next one on your list is so one, excited. Yeah, we want to talk about the next one on your list <laughs> okay. so much. All right, the next on my list is Charlotte's Web. Ah, the a re uh, a new a totally new recording of E. B. White's classic, and we have um, the main narrator is Meryl Streep, <laughs> and then she is supported by the characters, which include all the animals, mm-hmm. uh, who are narrated by January Lavoy, Kirby Hayborn, McLeod Andrews. I can go on. <laughs> there are some of everyone's favorite narrators here. Plus, we have Meryl Streep. Right? I just... <laughs> we literally... Like, I looked at Joe when you sent us this list, and I was like, wait, hold on. <laughs> Meryl Streep? Like, I, I love, 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 love when publishers release new versions of classic books as audiobooks, and they do this where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, here's some of the most 
impressive actors and actresses of all time re- reading a children's classic. This is amazing. So good. Great, great. So it's very fun because it's so different. There was a uh, a classic um, uh, recording of the author reading Charlotte's Web from, you know, probably 20 years ago. Uh, it's very not, you know, it's r- really great for anyone who's ever listened to it, but I think now with kids uh this is this is lively we have all the voices of the of the characters it's totally different and really uh has the potential to engage a younger generation i uh 100% put this on hold at my library when we saw your list before you <laughs> before we had you come on because no offense to any of our listeners i don't want them to be ahead of me <laughs> in line i want to listen to this first it is so well, cool <laughs> It, it's such a fun thing because, of course, for anyone outside the industry, just uh, who hasn't or someone who hasn't listened very much to audiobooks, oh, the idea of having Meryl Streep do the story, that's mm-hmm. fantastic. That's a, you know, that's a win right there. But what I really loved was uh, the narrators who have done so many other audiobooks who are known to listeners. Uh, so many of them have little parts of all the different barnyard animals and the and the character the people characters <laughs> as well it's just beautiful and i think it's a it's somewhat um it must have been a production nightmare to actually put it together because it's all of the animals and all the voices um, so it's it's a great accomplishment by the publishers um, to put this together so beautifully. I, w- I was just thinking about that because I remember, and I don't know if we talked about it last year when, when we had you on, but Lincoln and the Bardot mm-hmm. is famously mm-hmm. had like 160 people in it, and they told, um, I think it was actually George Saunders told us that they recorded every single person separately, and then the... the- the editor had to like put everything <laughs> put it together. Yeah. yeah. So I'm wondering if they did that with this or if they had any of those scenes where they actually had people in together. I don't know if you know the answer to that, yeah. but I was just No, I don't I don't know. But um, you know, we have to give a lot of credit to the production team and the editors mm-hmm. who got this put this all together. Um, because it certainly is, you know, a, if if a new a classic can be a new classic, here we go. <laughs> um, speaking of kind of classic books and then also new versions in the series, just going to try and do a transition there. The, your next one here is also yeah. was a very big release that I was anticipating this year. And that is uh, Philip Pullman's uh, latest installment in his story of, I guess it's not really in his dark material, mm-hmm. but part of that same story, The Secret Commonwealth, uh, and it's read by Michael Sheen. And who doesn't love Michael so, Sheen? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, and we've seen quite a bit of him this year uh, between the um, the Good Omens <laughs> and, uh, you know, other other things, but he is spectacular in The Secret Commonwealth, uh, which is an extraordinary uh, title in its own right. Um, and because I think now the uh, the HBO series that is on of the Philip the first three books in uh, the series his, of his dark materials is on HBO, so now um, more people are learning about this entire uh, fantasy and fantastic 
story, and hopefully um, they'll continue on with the Secret Commonwealth and and um, the uh, uh, the other books by Philip Pullman. Yeah. So I have a question for you about this because I am a, a massive His Dark Materials fan. Listeners of the podcast know this because I've I think I think I spent at least parts of like five episodes <laughs> talking about it. Um, I enjoyed this book. I listened to the audiobook. I love 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 Michael Sheen's version of it. That was amazing. Um, I th- I considered this because this is the second book in the second trilogy of like you said His Dark Materials, the La Belle Sauvage, and and um, and yeah. but. I call this, like, the most middle book of a trilogy I've ever... It's very, like, setting up stuff for the third book. But my question for you is, so for this audiobook, it's Michael Sheen by himself, and the same thing with The Book of Dust. But the first trilogy, there's a very, very famous kind of cast recording version that Philip Pullman narrates. So I'm curious, as a person who listens to even more audiobooks than I do, do you have a preference between having, like, a cast recording or one person? Well, that that may be a trick question, Adam, <laughs> because uh, audiophile is totally Pullman obsessed, <laughs> and we, you know, at the very top of my personal best audiobook of all time is the full cast recording of mm-hmm. the Golden Compass. Yeah, oh, it's so good. It, and so good. even though I mean it's like twenty years ago, yeah. but it's still my my best my favorite um it is just you know it's an extraordinary experience for as a as a listener um you know it totally is an example of uh the brilliance of audio books the the way a a production can just take you really into another world um and you know i i love those cast recordings the three of them um and just was very, very sad in a way last year when when the, the Belle Sauvage was cast with a single voice. Mm-hmm. I mean, Michael Sheen is amazing. There's yeah. no question about it. But, um, and he is, you know, you get the sense of the, all the different characters and everything. But um, the full cast is totally a different kettle of fish. Okay, so before we get on to your next one, speaking of full cast, I can't not talk about audiobooks and not have Jill. It's been, a, it's been a little while since Jill has talked about what I know pretty sure is her best audiobook of the year. So, Jill, speaking oh, of good. cast recording. Yeah, no, my absolute, probably my favorite book. I think I read it, including listening to the audiobook version, three or four times this year. But it's Daisy Jones and the Six. Mm-hmm. And that full cast audiobook was just, it was such, I mean, that was one of those ones where you really got the power of audiobooks and full cast, especially because the book itself in the text is written as an oral history, and then you have these different characters and actors talking about it. It was just so good. Yes, and and that is um, on our best of the year list as well. So, you know, it's um, I'm glad that you brought that up because it is, you know, it's a spectacular cast recording where, again, the editors um, not only... The, the casting of the actors, but the editors uh, did an incredible job. I, that's one of those books where I feel like I, I had tears come to my eyes at the end of it like because of the story, but also just because it was done. Done, like, I know. It was just over, and I had that morose of like, oh, no, what do I do with my life now? I need more of this. <laughs> I am still mad that I can't go listen to their albums. Yes! <laughs> like, every time. 
every time I would get done the book, and I'm like, I really just want to go to the record store down the street and buy a vinyl copy of yeah. one of their albums, and I can't do that. This, I, I will. Well, maybe, maybe that is something that is the the follow. Maybe the follow up to the, the audio book. Well, yeah. I mean, if there's a, the TV show, I think coming out, so I'm sure yeah. there will be a, uh, a recording of yeah. some variety. I will before yeah. we get to your next one. I will just say so. Jill and I have this great relationship with books where like one of us will we'll we know how busy the other is when it comes to readings and so we never like push a book on the other one was big i'm really excited about this and kind of pitch it to each other this was the one book in our like four years of doing this where she was like no you need to read and listen to this book and i completely agree so anyway <laughs> we, we were talking about cast recordings and i was like i need to make sure joe gets to talk about this so oh yes good good yeah. and we do have we do have several uh cast recordings mm-hmm. uh in our list as well as quite a few um, ensemble recordings, which are the ones where basically, uh, like the short stories, that that there is a single narrator, but it's a collection uh, of different voices, and uh, the Jason Reynolds look both ways. Oh. It's like that, just one, just one voice at a time. But wow, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, that is an amazing one. All right, let's let's keep going with your list here. I I, I got us uh, sidetracked as I'm <laughs> as I'm wont okay. to do. Well, no, I mean, I can, I can, I can divert. But the <laughs> next one on the on the list I put together um, is something that probably is not on the top of everyone's reading pile. It's called "The I I and I" by Gerald Durrell, and it's read by Rupert Degas, uh, who's a narrator that that uh, oh, he's been. He actually was in the Golden Compass. Series. Oh. By the way, he was Pan Lyman. Oh, Pan. <laughs> so Rupert has uh, has done many books, and this is uh, he lives in Australia, and he's one of the narrators that we talked to on the podcast, which is quite fun. Uh, but this is a very quirky little memoir by um, the English zoologist and um, naturalist uh, Gerald Durrell, and this might. This may resonate with you, but um, uh, the Durrells of Corfu is a uh, TV series that's been about the crazy English family on the Greek island uh, that's been very popular. This is uh, this is Gerald's family <laughs> that is in the Durrells of Corfu, and this I, I, and I is about his... Um, his expeditions to Madagascar looking for a this I.I. animal. Oh. And uh, <laughs> it is, you know, it's very funny, uh, very British humor, totally charming, and Rupert Degas just nails this as if you are hearing Jerry Darrell tell the story. Um, so it's great fun, and it's one of the biography and memoir picks hmm. i had not known about that yeah i hadn't either it sounds really good yeah um i will throw in since we're talking about memoirs uh i got to talk to i got to interview the musician ben folds this year which was a surreal experience and his memoir a dream about lightning bugs is just about his life as a piano player in in, in the music industry and because he does it himself and also he's a piano player there's all sorts of wonderful music all throughout so if people are fans of um, ben Folds 5 or Ben Folds or just music, uh, speaking of Daisy Jones and the Six, uh, A Dream About Lightning Bugs is another really, really good 
uh, memoir or memoir, as Ben <laughs> likes to say. <laughs> well, you know, that's, that is really nice to hear, Adam, because mm-hmm. oftentimes uh, in memoirs or in, in biographies, even about musicians, there's no music. Yeah. And it's such a disappointment. Yeah. Uh, not as disappointing as there not being a real Daisy Jones in the Six <laughs> album yet, but um, no, the the I I and the I sounds really really good. I'm ex- I'm excited to, to see. This is my favorite thing about doing this with you is we get to we get new book recommendations as well. So agreed. The next well, one on your list I think has been kind of everywhere in the world, but I'll let you talk about it. Oh uh, well, this is from the sci-fi and fantasy category. This is Gideon the Ninth by Tamsin Muir, and it's read by Moira Quirk. Um, And so, you know, this is the kind of epic world-building fantasy that so many listeners get totally immersed in. Yeah, and this, like I said, this was one where I've seen people recommend both the the book and the audiobook i think on equal amounts mm-hmm. it's just it's, it's like one of those very very buzzy books this year well interesting because um you know it's it's not a category that i listen to actively but listening to a bit of this and the talk, we also talked to mara quirk um it's like wow this is wild <laughs> I loved it. So it would, it would, you know, it's like, yeah, maybe I should listen to more, more fantasy like this. Uh, if you're looking for another fantasy one, I will say I, you're like, I didn't, I don't mean to have these all pull up in, in real time, but um, it, it's working out well. Magic for Liars by Sarah Gailey. Uh, it's narrated by Z Sands. Um, mm-hmm. And it is like, if you took... A honestly, Sarah described it as "Who Framed Roger Rabbit" meets Harry Potter. Um, so it's like a noir story in a land of magic, and the narration is incredible. Ah, yeah, it's a all good, right. It's well, a good one. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks yeah. for that recommendation. Um, so you know, I think that there, you know, people, listeners who love fantasy. Um, are sort of the the they rival the the category of mystery and suspense, which is supposed to be the uh, top uh, listening subject. But um, that's what I think. You know, I listen to a lot of mystery and suspense, so I have lots of titles that I keep kind of pushing on people either on the podcast or I had a few um, that I wanted to make sure got into, uh, at least in the running for best of the year. But one of the titles um, that I liked particularly was Runaway by Harlan Coben, and it's read by Stephen Weber. Um, and this was, it, it's interesting because something about uh, best lists that I see happening all the time is that books that have come out early in the year sometimes don't, you know, even if they're popular in the first quarter of, of, uh, of a year, by the time someone is uh, making a best list, they, they've moved to the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I love this one. And I thought, you know, I have listened to quite a lot of uh, other mysteries, but this was really terrific. And uh, Stephen Weber was excellent. He's a really good narrator. I'm pretty sure he did the Stephen King It, and it's just Ooh. so good. Yeah, he's really he's a really really good narrator for audiobooks. 
He is. He has. Uh, he has something in the the tone and the pace mm-hmm. of the way he does his narration. That is, I mean, it's truly it grabs you and doesn't want to let you go, which is good for these subjects. <laughs> and uh, if people are listening in. Uh, for maybe the first time or our new listeners, uh, Jill and I did a live event with Harlan Coben way a million months ago at this point, at some point during this year. So if you guys go to our website, you can find our interview. Uh-huh. I'm kind of surprised he doesn't do any audiobooks himself because he has a very uh, like memorable and fun mm-hmm. voice. Obviously, yes. there's a, it's a different skill, but I could see him doing like a memoir or something and it being really good. His voice is great. All right. Huh. Well, you know, it's a lot of work, Adam. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know, and I know he's very busy. He just—he strikes me as one of those people. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm aware. But maybe he just wants to. He—he's like, you know, that's a lot of work, and I think I might leave that to the professional narrators. That's totally fair. Yeah, I don't want to take away a job from someone else. <laughs> yeah. So it, as we go on here, there is next on my list is the Testaments by Margaret Atwood. And it is read by a full cast uh, that includes um, Anne Dowd, um, as well as other well-known actors and Margaret Atwood herself. Um, This is a very interesting, this is one of the books I've been talking about because, of course, it's on lots of other lists. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a book that's gotten so much attention. But the audiobook has Aunt Lydia. (laughs) <laughs> which I love. What can I say? Which I love, yeah. I think it's great that they got Anne for this one. Yes, and it makes it it makes it makes really something, you know, for people who may not know, they don't know, you know, well, I could read it, I could read it in print, I could listen to it. What's what's the difference? This is a great thing to, to show off the difference, um, is to have, uh, have these characters... As the characters, <laughs> there they are right. in, in uh, you know, it's pretty extraordinary. The, so anytime Stephen King or Margaret Atwood is mentioned, I defer to Jill in all things. And so I was going to ask, <laughs> did you read or listen to this one? I read it, um, but looking at this cast list, I am definitely going to go listen because um, that is just a really, really fantastic cast list, and I can kind of imagine who each of them are playing, and so I'm, I'm going to definitely, definitely go listen to this now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Well, that's good. You can, you can enjoy it again. <laughs> I will, for sure. It'll be an entirely new experience. All right, I, you've got one more on this list here, I believe. All right, I got one more, one more. All right, so my last one is An American Sunrise by Joe Harjo, and it is read by the author. Um, and... Joe Harjo is currently our poet laureate. Uh, this is a collection of, of poems about her heritage and uh, the Trail of Tears, um, which is a, you know, a, it's part of her history. And I think it's, it's uh, to hear this collection read by the author, um, the poet, of the work um, is an extraordinary audio experience. Um, you can't get that feeling and take that journey with her uh, in any other way, really. So it's really a very, a, such a moving collection, um, important history, 
uh, hard, yes, but it's also her great um, spirit and emotional connection to this. You feel it, and it connects you, which is quite something. Yeah, that sounds really, really good. Um, so I, there's a whole bunch, you know, obviously this is just kind of skimming the top of the service but i was just gonna say hilariously as we were recording this i got my audiophile magazine newsletter sent to my email um so i just want to tell people because again this is just like a snippet of everything you guys offer so if you go to audiophilemagazine.com you can sign up for newsletters you can listen to the daily podcast you can see all these reviews i i feel like we do a good job of offering lots and lots of book recommendations but we humbly defer to you guys in the amount of audiobooks you do every single week so um this is so much fun this is one of my, we should do this more than just once a year because this is like one of my favorite things for us to do every year i'm game anytime <laughs> adam we can make it a regular thing oh, that's amazing. i love to hear what you're what you're you've been reading and what you're recommending and we can we can share. That's the best thing. Yeah. Well, t- Jill, do you have like one or two more you want to talk about? I don't want to put it on the spot. Oh no, it was just Daisy Jones and the Six. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I didn't. This was not a big year for audiobooks for me, so mm-hmm. I think that's the only one I had that uh, was this year. I will say um, a few that I really really loved, and we sort of talked about the books um, on the show, but. Uh, the World That We Knew by Alice Hoffman was an incredible audiobook, and so was The Nickel Boys by Colson Whitehead. Yes, um, yes. Those were amazing. I have, like, shouted from the sun about those. Um, and I'm trying to think. All the other ones have actually... I've been reading... This is the time of year where I re-listen to a lot of uh, Hercule Poirot books, and mm-hmm. those are all... Um, phenomenal as audio as well so but yeah i nickel boys like broke my heart in all the best ways and uh the world that we knew as well by alice hoffman those are two that really really stood out to me this year um from an audiobook standpoint i would highly recommend them if if you haven't um and then actually i can't remember the narrative off the top of my head but i finally listened to this year the pan's labyrinth the Labyrinth of the Fawn by Guillermo del Toro. Oh, It basically right, right. retells the story of the movie, um, but the audio is just... It's like being told a, a bed, like a dark fairy tale at bedtime. It's so, like, mysterious and wonderful. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, I will have to look that up. Um, I also just wanted to mention, uh, if you really like the Nickel Boys, uh, J.D. Jackson... Mm-hmm. who was the narrator. Thank you, yes. Uh, is also in our list for the Attica Lock, Heaven My Home mystery. Mm-hmm. And we talked to him on our podcast. So you oh. can hear him talk about that. <laughs> Look at that. That's a perfect uh, perfect circle right there. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's Great. amazing. Well, I, Robin, this was so much fun, honestly. We'll, we'll make sure we do this more frequently. But seriously, thank you for taking some time and joining us today. I love doing it. Very fun to talk about the audiobooks. Uh, Adam and Jill, lovely. Readers can sample and borrow the titles mentioned in today's episode from Overdrive.com, and our library friends can purchase these titles in Marketplace. Professional Book Nerds is proud to be an Evergreen Podcast signature program. To learn about other Evergreen podcasts, visit evergreenpodcasts.com. Our podcast is produced, recorded, and edited by Adam Sokol and Jill Grunewald and presented by Rakuten Overdrive. For more information, visit professionalbooknerds.com.
Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.